car order. It's always been car order. I strongly disagree. That's the way it is. Drifting <laughs> out through the window in a nice one. <laughs> just so I could go down and drink a carton while everyone punches on. Just pisses me to tears. That's the worst thing you can do. You shut up, you hack. Talking about boat ramps. This is what I wanted to get through from yeah, the what start. He said. Oh, you just made an idiot. <laughs> And welcome to the Chumming Up Podcast, the fishing, spearfishing and ocean adventure podcast that lives in a little room with lots of big fish. I'm Squirrely and uh, with me, as always, is the uh, limb of Leering Monster, Lee, Leewald Mitchell. How's it going, Squirrely? Good to be back. Good, mate. Uh, up and about today? Not really. Not really? Uh, that's the day after the night before, fairly yep. hungover. Yep, I'm yep. feeling it. Yeah, I, yep. I, I lost a shoe. So, Did you? Yeah, I, I think when I was taking a tumble on uh, one of the scooters, the shoe might have fell out. So one made it home. Yeah. So if you're listening out there, don't drink an electric scooter. It's quite dangerous. I yeah. don't think I come off, but I remember it being quite wobbly at times. Yeah, I think I had about four or five stacks. I was off it more time than I was on by the end. So maybe get off the piss before getting on the scooter. Um, I'm excited about our guest today because I just learned his last name, which is pretty amazing. Um, do, do you want to do the intro? Why not? So today we've got Dane Quirk on the podcast. Welcome aboard, Dane. Yeah, cheers, boys. She's having us. Yeah. So um, happy with the name, Quirk. It's a, <laughs> it's a good a choice, one. mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's normally how it rolls, isn't it? Um, so, Dane, you're uh, an interesting case, <laughs> if we can say that, of uh, being both in the commercial fishing industry and the whale shark tourism industry. Eco-terrorism. Yeah. How, how's that sort of line up? Do you, do you get many dirty looks or when, oh. you, when someone uh, on a whale shark boat finds out that you're a murderer? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny though. You just... Half of them don't know what they're talking about. They all think you're long line. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got a commercial wetliner, so it's um, supply fish of it, yeah. obviously up here to Lee, but it's also good too. You get a lot of people that are pretty stoked when you say, you know, they went in and ordered, ordered fish for the restaurant and yep. said, oh, well, there's a fair chance that I caught it or possibly caught it and they're eating what you catch. So it's a bit of pride in that as well. But no, yeah, it's pretty pretty humorous. Everyone does a double take when they find out that you're an eco-terrorist and Fishing, uh, commercial fisherman as well. And a fishing legend as well. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> As, we'll go with it. We'll say. <laughs> um, so how much of the year do you spend uh, commercial fishing? Uh, probably once or twice a month we usually go. Um, just pretty quick trips down there trying to keep the the quality up to the fish. We're very spoilt uh, down Coral Bay in that stretch out the front there. As anyone that's probably fished out at the front of Nalu. And Coral Bay knows how good the fishing is down there. Um, and, it, you know, I've been doing it since 2008 and hasn't really seemed to have slowed down much, which is really good. Obviously, fisheries are doing the righty down there and making things work for everyone. Yep. And m- mostly chasing, like, gold band. Uh, That's, yep. Gold band of rubies. Um, yep. Been getting out a little bit deeper chasing, trying to find those elusive blue-eye Travella that are Yeah, there. okay. Fuck, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. we well, caught one once. You brought it into the shop. Yeah. Once. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like right. a, um, looks exactly the same as a blue eye, but I think it's a, a northern variety, isn't it? It was a little bit different. Yeah, I did, oh, okay. there's actually two types, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I didn't even know that. Uh, 
you try eating one or have you eaten one? I, did, I, did, I ate a bit of it. I don't eat a hell of a lot of fish, but it was actually wasn't too bad. It was pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, if we could find them, just expand the fishery a bit more and try and do something a little bit different. It, it keeps you, you know, keeps you interested in it as well. Go and find ground out in the five, six hundreds that might not have been found to fishermen before, apart from probably the deep sea crab boys and the deep sea trawl boys. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. So without giving away too much, is there is there a sort of different ground that you're looking for on that, or is it? Yeah, well, I've just of- I've started taking photos. Obviously, Lee's done a lot of deep water stuff, so it's always nice. I've, I'm really spoiled. I've got a lot of good people around me that you bring, take photos of sounders and bring them in, and everyone gets a bit a bit excited when they look <laughs> at the old sounder pond. But um, no, it's it's been really good just to be able to do show you know show them say what do you reckon of this what's going on here what do you reckon you know the, those fish up there or you reckon down the bottom is that coral or just try to figure it all out because it's all new we don't really know yep so, yeah yeah interesting and hopefully it pays off and get a get amongst them out there yeah wicked bit of excitement anyway keeps it fresh doesn't it so. yeah just it's you know the goldie fishing is still really good out of there but it's like you, you go out there and you work your butt off and come home and we feel like I get to hang out with you and you, we go and fill it all our fish and it's just that having that bit of old school pride about what you do, you bring in, I like to fill a lot of it because then I get to see if there's, if I need to do something different but it's always pretty good. I think most of our problem is it's always too fresh. Yeah, sometimes better to leave it a night on the ice just because it can be quite bloody. When you eat jammy fish, you know, you leave if you leave them for a night overnight on ice and the blood it goes into the organs and, and whatnot and not so much on the fillet when you knife it but because Dane can catch them and come in and bring them to us so quick sometimes they're only a couple of hours old so Dane himself will be chewing at the bit let's knock the sides off these things like well I'll just do it tomorrow and save a bit of blood and guts but yeah not a lot of people really understand that but sometimes fish a day old is better than yeah, I, I think one. most people think the opposite, you know, like the whole thing of, oh, you know, it doesn't get much fresher than this. And it, Yeah, uh, well, that's right. You know, if you've got it in a nice slurry, then it'll, um, you know, it's a lot better fish where it can, can be quite tough to cut sometimes when it's super fresh and um, curl up a little bit on you. Yep. Well, not that it's bad, but it's, yeah, nah, it's nah. <laughs> when, you, when you're picking it apart like that. And old Dane's pretty handy on the knife too. He's the fastest filleter that we've had through here that I've seen and he uh, with good recovery too, so he, he gets through them pretty quick. Yep. Yeah, especially the old gold band. It's a bit of the uh, fillet is fucking bread and butter, isn't it? Yeah. It all stems from the charter fishing days down in the bay because as soon as you could, the sooner you could fill up the fish, the sooner you got to go home. Yeah, yeah. Quicker you got to have a beer. Yeah, well, we were still drinking while we were doing it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's even better. Yeah. So you started uh, on charters? That Yeah, both. So I was super fortunate enough that um, my old man, Bushy, had a charter and commercial boat. So essentially you got a free slave yep. uh, for both boats. And then I was lucky enough to work with my brother-in-law and my sister for a long time. So while me and Sam, my brother-in-law, out on the commercial boat, Bushy and Kylie would run the charter boat. Yeah, rightio. So, yeah, still charter boat's still down still there going. doing really good. And, yeah, you know, Coral Bay's lovely spot. I'm sure everyone that's been down there knows just how good it is. But for those that don't, if you get a chance to go in and have a look, book any of the fishing charters out of there if you're, if you're that way inclined and – and get amongst it. They do a really good job down there, and the fish is the fishing's still really good. Yep. Do you, do you still do, or do you do a lot of uh, marlin fishing and stuff like that out of there, or is it? Mate, I've never done serious marlin fishing until I, I started hanging out with Lee. Lee Wald. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he kind of does that to you. <laughs> oh, I know. There's been a few a few scarrings. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> been a few days of donuts, but there's also <laughs> been some some of the best. Honestly, some of the best days that I can I can remember fishing in my career have have been with Lee. We've had some ball terrors up here. That, you know this this part of this northwest coast just. It, it never, I know, ceases to surprise you. I guess there's there's so much going on. Yep. Um, got that managed to get your misses into a sales, heaps of sales. Yeah, that, that day was a cool day. Yeah, yeah, twenty odd sales or something for the day. It was yeah, cracker. Yeah, radio. Yeah. That's not bad, is it? Oh, yeah. Mate. Well, we ran out of live baits at about lunchtime, yep. so we just went over to one of the islands and had a beer, and the kids had a swim at a beach, and yeah, there were then when we were driving back to the marina, there was multiple pods. <laughs> Everywhere, and we were just driving up looking at them because we had nothing to catch them. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I think that might, well, not might, I will take a bit of the fuck up there because when we were catching the live baits in the morning, Dane goes, we should catch more. And I'm like, nah, that's fucking plenty. We won't get through all them. And <laughs> little did I know that we were going to have probably the best sail fishing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. I don't think I ever worked, even worked that hard when I was working the deck on the charter boat, <laughs> especially with Leroy yelling at Yeah, everyone. yeah. There's one. He's going to get amongst the wizard baits. Oh. Yeah. I, honestly, it's a different experience just doing uh, Sally's with Leewald. Just the uh, excitement. I, I think it's a, even better when his old boy's out there, just the back and forth. Fucking cast it. <laughs> I did fucking cast it. <laughs> Told you not to. <laughs> Yeah, so it's definitely a bit of humour. But also, too, you get to, you know, I don't think there's too many places where you can see three generations of of a family that are all in it and just fizzing on it. Yeah. You know, that's pretty epic to see, too. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty special from my point of view, that side with the, me kids and me dad. And that was good that day, sail, too. We had the kids out there. You had your Mrs. Kamika, and my Mrs. was out, and they would just. What, with triple and quadruple hookups with the girls and the kids and the shit going everywhere. Yeah, it was definitely came on. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. So here's another question. One man you talk about a fair bit, 10 kilo gold band. The biggest one I've seen you bring in because you down in Coral Bay and um, Carnarvon Shark Bay tend to be the largest gold band that I've personally seen. And the biggest one I can remember you bringing into the shop here and we weighed was 9.4 kilos. Yep, yep. Do you think you've caught a 10 kilo one before? Do you think anyone's caught a 10 kilo one before? <laughs> oh, I reckon maybe maybe the old boy back in the day when they were first opened it, it first sort of opened up that gold band fishery there might have been one or two caught, but yeah, I, I even with Sam, we we had some crackers and you know, if you got the biggest one I'd seen before that one, that 9.4 was 9.6. I I'm sure there might have been some somewhere, but you know, it, it's I don't think so. Yeah, I've seen a photo of um, the boys that fish out of Denham in Shark Bay. They had a 9.45 or something on the scales. So. Yeah, I think I've seen that one too. Yeah, that's a, like it's another cracker. But you don't, it's funny because you go, oh, 9.4, but you're like not seeing, I'm not seeing any 9.3s and that. I think we had a 9.2. Yeah, we've had a lot of high eights. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, to crack that double, double digits, it'd be, it'd be an absolute horse. Yeah, I think it would be it'd be a special proper special yeah. fish. I don't know. If, I don't even know if it's if they grow that big, but yeah, I'm they're, sure they're an impressive fish at, at, at like that high eights. So and if you get one at nine kilo, they're even better. But to see that ten, it'd think it'd be that thick across the shoulders. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have caught hundreds of them that they never weighed and yeah, all that yeah. bullshit. But yeah, it's, it's a fish I'd definitely love to see. And I'm sure if anyone's going to catch it, it'll be you one day, mate, because you get. Some Fucking monster gold band. We do get some good ones down there, but um, 
No, yeah, well, it, 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 you know, if it's going to be that, it'll be all Coops, you know. Shane Cooper down there, he, he goes pretty hard on them as well. And we are pretty lucky that the, the fishery there is still quite healthy and we are able to catch fish like that, you know, with the when they shut down the pinks on us six or seven years ago, it's it's really made a big difference with, with how that's come about now and the, there's a lot more pink snap around. I know Maddie on Blue Strike has been bringing a few in. Hopefully that's a flow-on effect and, um, you know, you don't hear – to, oh, you won't hear me say it too often, but fisheries are actually doing a pretty good job in our uh, in our part of the, the was, world. So I was actually just uh, thinking that you don't. I think uh, on our last episode uh, we had a big debate about um, fisheries rules uh, down south because um, everyone's kicking off about that. But I mean, if it if it's working, you got to be like the pink snapper and shit like that for the future. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like so, they took our total allowable catch down to next to nothing which may put pressure on everything else but now you can see the proof in the pudding because there's rat pigs everywhere They're yeah just, okay. they've made a really like noticeable comeback and that's just been in the six years seven years and now it's been shut so i don't know hopefully it'll go back to the way it was you know it's the it, when they used to have there was that many pinks that would get caught out of that shark bay area um and it used to sustain a lot of tourism too yeah same with with coral bay um you know, every, everyone wants to go on about ecotourism, but there's there's still a lot of people that go to Coral Bay, tow their boats up and they go hard on the fishing and the, the families go out and do the um, glass-bottom boats and they buy the trinkets in the shops and everything. So fishing still is such a major part of, of what makes our little towns in this part of the world tick, you know, and hopefully yep. we, can, we can all bring our kids up and still bring them up in 10 years' time and still go out and get a swag full. When you, yeah, you know, yep. it's it's good within – obviously within the rules and whatnot, but no, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's still, you know, such a healthy place and, um, yeah, hopefully it stays like that for a bit bit longer while we're alive anyway. It'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, are there any, like, catches that stand out for you, like a, just a – whether it was like a massive red or, or just a fish – that you're like fucking. That was cool as fuck. Yeah, the the my brother-in-law got a like a 28 kilo ruby, which is I'd never seen Shit. anything like that <laughs> yeah. uh, before in my life. Uh, and That's we awesome. hadn't really done too much ruby fishing up until that point because there was no money in them. Yeah. Um, the old boy was always pretty pretty into us that he didn't want us catching rubies. Just leave him leave him alone out there. There wasn't too much money in them, so we went out there one day just on a bit of a hunt around and went. Thing come up, I didn't know what it was. It yep. was this, this giant white thing that was floating up six kilos of lead. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Fucking hell. I don't know, you would have seen some big yeah. walls back in the day. Yeah, we got a couple over 30s in our time, and I've seen a few other boats unload fish over 30. And they predominantly, because we used to be able to go down and fish down at Coral Bay as well. Back in them days, you couldn't fish the Marine Park side, but you could drive around and go fish there. And that Coral Bay area seemed to have the largest rubies as well. We used to catch a, a lot of 25s, pluses, but um, the 30s really come from there. You know, we used to have maybe six boats operating out of here. I think I've seen maybe half a dozen operating out of Coral Bay in my time, and now these are the only guys left. Yeah, sure are. It's just the... Just us now, so hopefully uh, they they won't kick us out. We can keep going. We got the old Olympia, the pride of the fleet down there. Yeah, just it's it's more the pride of the, the family thing, you know. We 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 talk about it quite a bit when we're in there filling and whatnot. But just being able to do something with your family and having that that sort of that lineage and that being proud of what where you come from and what you're sort of creating for yourself. I think if you can look back on that and and be proud of what you've done, there's you know it takes something pretty special in that. I reckon. Well, it's definitely something to be proud of, mate. You know, like it's pretty cool when you go out, catch fish, bring them here, 
personally cut them. Girls, cry back it, put it in the cabinet. You see someone come in, you know, it might be a little old lady or whoever, buy that piece of fish and then we're in here the next day, fill it, and they'll come in, pop their head in and go, I ate that gold band. It was the best thing I've ever eaten. What should I have now? And you're like, oh, I have a bit of ruby or saddle tail or something. It's pretty awesome when you you can go from go to woe, feeding people, you know, healthy. There's not going to be a, a healthier option of eating that you can get than bloody wild-caught seafood, you know. No, nah, 100%. And, it, yeah, like exactly like you said, it's pretty special. And now yeah, we've got the old boy running the fish truck as well, so you can um, – I'm sure he's probably scarred a few people in the in the wheat belt, but um, he's pretty dry. Um, but no, it's you know the same thing. It's it, it, when he you can actually stand behind it. If it's caught off the fresh fish shacks truck, it's probably caught off either Blue Strike or Olympia. Yeah, well, and, um, you that can stand is behind it. Yeah, all the fish except for the salmon that's on our seafood truck and in our shop is all caught from those two boats, either our boat or your boat, you know, so it's not bullshit. Here's me phone. That's good. I should have put that on silent. Uh, Sarah. I, I seen the other day in uh, Belmont Forum there was uh, long tom for $10 a kilo. Any thoughts of going into long tom fishing? Start would, targeting. I wouldn't even know how to catch one. <laughs> <laughs> She'd take a bit to put some weight on, wouldn't it? Well, that was the thing for me. I was like, oh, at least it's cheap. But then I... Then I was like, it's whole, so $10 a kilo. So, like, most of it would have been the head and the bake on it, but there were, there were about four of the cunts. Fuck you, you're pretty hard up if you're buying long time, aren't you? Uh, yeah, you wouldn't want to actually – it would have been scary if it was worth more than that because then you'd have to target them. And then <laughs> I just know when I've been out stick baiting, they always fucking grab on when you don't want them to, but they're actually quite hard to keep the hooks in because of their bloody mouth. They fall off a lot, so – I don't know how that'd go. Maybe yeah. They, maybe they net them. That's another thing. Dane does a bit of uh, commercial netting for mullet and whiting out of Carnarvon. Yeah, down Bush Bay. It's, um, that's pretty epic. Fuck yeah. So that's a different way again. It's been a lot of driving around in Tinny, but it's it's pretty epic down there. You're just driving around trying to spy fish um, to run the net around. But you, a lot of the time we go down there and don't catch a lot. <laughs> but I have a bloody good time doing it because just when you're on Olympia, it's just Go, 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 go. You know, you, you're just trying to get it done. Whereas down there, you've got the time to go and poke into little inlets and yep. and have, actually have a look around. You see so many fish down there. There's, um, it's, yeah, again, we are in such a blessed part of the world to be able to go and do stuff like that. I don't know what the train does down the mullet as well. It's um, in the little jet boats. That'd, that'd be the best if I could get my hands on a nice little jet boat. Because, yeah, you yeah. Have a couple of times the tides run out on me and. <laughs> and I'm dragging the boat around yeah, with the right, fish yeah. on. But, yeah, um, I've, I've been out once with Shane on the jet boat before, and I'll tell you what, it's the best boat ride, bar none I've ever had in my life. It was that enjoyable. I didn't think that it, it could be that good. And then because of him and yourself, you've changed my views on mullet as well. I was always one of them, I really don't want to eat that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then them super clean ones off the sand down there, I reckon there's nearly not a better fish to eat. No, Crispy I agree skin. with you. It's fucking beautiful, isn't it, it? Yeah, it doesn't get too much better than that. It's um, it's definitely a bit of a surprise. And when you smoked them here, Jesus. They're good, eh? Yes. Yeah, and you, when we put them through the smoker, you can't get enough. It just sells through the shop. You have a little taste tray. Yeah. And fucking everyone just 
eats it up. Shane was um, cooking some in the fillet room one day, just in a little with a little butane cooker for my wife Nikki because he'd already converted me, and then we were going to convert her because she's like, I don't want to eat that. And um, so she's come in eating a bit, and she's like, Oh my god, that's beautiful! And again, there was two older ladies in the shop. Oh, do you just want to? They had two shopping bags each full. They bought that much off us. She just want to bloody um, taste some of this mullet. Oh, okay. Both of them had a bit. Where can we get some of that? That's it right there. Boom, boom. Couple of packs of that each as well. Nice. Yeah, it doesn't get too yeah, much better than that. Oh, it's, I don't know. You know, we can fill it those things. I don't know how you'd fill it a long time. Yeah. Fucking it. Ten bucks a kilo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I ate one as a kid once and, like, just camping and we're, like, fucking, you know, you try anything and it actually is fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's not one of those ones where you're like, oh, it's probably better than what, nah. Because it, it's green, isn't it? When yeah, you it's them. fucking, oh, yuck. It, it's I've green. Bait. Yeah. It's green, they're bony, fucking, they don't have a lot of flesh and it tastes like shit. Yeah, so they're so. Not, not ticking a lot of boxes for you. So what about when you're netting day and you see any schools a long time you could shoot? Yeah, oh, there you oh, go. Mate, nah, nah, I think I'd probably end up... Uh, Doing my head in, trying to pull them out of the net. Oh, they're, they're pricks of things, don't <laughs> oh, they? Handle. Exactly. There's, it's some of the fish that you get down there, like just the bycatch are bad enough that give you a whack on the hand, your hand's numb for about an hour. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't, never ever seen them before, these little yellow and black things. Jesus, I tell you what, when they get stuck in here, they give you a. <laughs> Yeah, you go shoot the net, all the tops on the mullet, and then you, as you're pulling it in, you're getting all the fish out, you run around, sharks are going nuts and trying to chew the net apart. And <laughs> yeah. Then you start, you know, you don't really pay attention to what you're doing, grab a bit of the net, grab one of these fish. Oh, mate, how's he crying like a, like a little bitch? In the <laughs> <laughs> it's not real nice. Yeah, rightio. But, um, I've yeah. seen that on the prawn sorting table, turn full grown men into buddy. Babbling messes, little spiky eel tail catfish or something. Whack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. It is crazy how much, like, the small spikes can, can do damage, though. Like, they do full on make you piss. Oh, and they always get you right in the knuckle joint or under yeah. the nail or something stupid that's just sensitive anyway. I remember watching the old boy for about six weeks. He was sitting in the cab out on the way out every morning, finally come out running out. He's managed to get this big pinky spike out of his finger and he come oh. running out. It was like it was the proudest day of his life, but <laughs> it was just the pain. It was just, just an instant relief, there. yeah. Yeah. Was, all the old pinky spikes pretty uh, when they go because they're a bit brittle. Yeah, they, okay. Um, yeah, they give you a bit of a hide and you, they, you just can't get them out. Yeah. Once the skin grows over the top, you don't know about it, you don't forget about it, you go to grab something. Oh, yeah. Gee, that's right, I've got to try and dig that thing out. They, and they travel too. I've had one I'd one come out in me elbow and I'd another bad one that come out under me arm. Fucking hell, just travelling through the blood. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of that before. I've heard of that in people's legs, up their shin and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think uh, my skipper had something like that from – yeah, the thumb that came out some some way up the arm somewhere. Fucking no. handy place. How'd you get into whale sharking then? Uh, well, my sister been doing it for a fair while, um, and she convinced me that it was pretty easy money, which it definitely is. <laughs> way easier than fishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was lucky enough to fall in with Bill McDonald, who's got probably the nicest boat on the Ningaloo, the Magellan. Um, He's a bit of a pirate himself, so ex ex commercial fisherman like cray fisherman. Yep. Um, and yeah, he's sort of getting a bit older now. And if you trust me to drive a million dollar boat, then must be doing something right. But yeah, it's <laughs> going out, um, going out and taking people swim with. You know, it's very rewarding because it's um, you you know, you take people and it's bucket list stuff for them, and, and it is pretty epic to do. But at the same token, it's 
it's not hard. It, the plane does. The plane finds them. Plane, I, yeah, I make it. A, them, but. I, I try and find them from the boat or myself or or do that just to keep it a bit interesting. But yeah, it's pretty. It's people talk it up like it's this big thing. It's, it's certainly not as way easy than fishing. You're just driving around and yeah, throw throw ten people in with spotty fish and and then um, you know they they swim and then another group goes in and yeah, it's it, it pays a bill, but it it's good. You know, it's it keeps your finger on the pulse of the ocean. I always come home and t- tell Lee what I've seen with the game fishing side of things. Like we, the other day, we were steaming back and um, Lee was sort of having a chat about some stuff, and I let him know, and we we're all just sort of spitballing about. Other things, so just be, just having that time on the ocean, yep. um, too, allows you to again sit down. You need to do it with a cold tin and yeah. can on and talk rubbish, which we're pretty good at it. Um, but just all different stuff you see out there that might, you know, one day hopefully um, equate to you, you start to get your finger on the pulse of what's going on and and maybe get that grander or win that game X or uh, whatever you want to do with when, when Lee's out on it and we're out there together. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Well, you definitely either through, buddy. Um, I don't know, just through birth or fucking through your line of work or a bit of both. You definitely got probably the best eyes I've seen on the water. You see things fucking way before and and stuff other people don't see. Like when we're sail fishing, you're the, you're the best spotter of them I've ever seen by a mile. And the same with that stuff with uh, just being out doing anything really on the water. So I suppose when you're using your eyes for netting for a living and spotting <laughs> whale sharks and that, you probably want to be good at it. You want to be probably pretty good at it. So. Um, you know, I, like you said, we're always chatting about things and you seem to notice things more than the average person definitely going on out there. I know you chat with um, Eddie Lawler and Wes Jones from Peak Sport Fishing a bit too when you see things, see sailfish running on weed lines. and Yeah, or just free jumpers, you know. It's, it's, it's the same token. You want to see them do good too. So, you know, that bit of information, they might be slow where they are, but I'll ring them so I'm down at Turquoise. I've just seen, you know, a free jumper in this, in this area like just off these coordinates here, just take a picture or let them know. And they always appreciate it because, you know, information's power and hopefully um, they can turn a, a bad day into a good one. It's it's just that information. When you're out in the water, you, well, the fishermen sort of tend to stick together, I reckon, and um, any information's good information. It, it might be a bit useless sometimes. I'm sure Ed sees my phone my phone number come up on his phone and goes, oh, what's this idiot talking about? Because <laughs> uh, he's, he's pretty bloody good at it. But, yeah. uh, you know, if, if I can help, then um, – then that, that that always helps. I know I want to have a crack at him about feeding those bloody lemon sharks. I've, um, <laughs> had had one crawl, road. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was Clayton in to get got in to clean the waterline uh, last year and had one swim between my legs, and that was bad enough. And then uh, about a week later, I had to get in and do it again. I thought, oh, no, no, they won't be there. Sure enough, things up over the top of my shoulder. I won't do it. I won't hop in there anymore. <laughs> oh, they're pricks of things, the old lemon shark, and they're disguised as a lot of people think they're basically a tawny nurse. Nah, they're harmless. Yeah. They're fucking not. They're the worst things going. Oh, I agree with you 100%, mate. <laughs> and it's pretty murky through that fucking area too. Oh, it is. And, it, mate, it's, yeah, it's it's not a nice feeling when you, you get something bump into your leg. Yeah, uh, we're just trying to we're just trying to do the right thing, keep the boat clean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, but but the one over my shoulder that was bad enough. I climbed up the scuppers that day. I just about jumped out <laughs> of the bloody water. I was, I was cursing him a little bit, but um, no, I, would, I don't do it there anymore. So we we go to the first snorkel site and I'll sneak over the side and clean the clean the water line. I'll, yeah, I'll clean the, the boat. Guy. Yeah. So what about going back to the since that's at the boat ramp? What's your views on the boat ramp? Are you are you a car oh, order man? Mate, it's are car order. order. It's always been car order. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm a bit of I'm probably a bit of a pest here because I, I don't mind uh, 
stirring things up at the boat ramp. We leave our tender out there, so I don't actually have to pull it in oh, out of the But I'll wow. drive in and say, oh, mate, that guy's dogging you. <laughs> and so fire things up a bit, especially through Yeah, yeah, yeah. We drive, you know, you come flying through the pack and I'll drop the decky off and then the, everyone's giving you the stink eye and then you go for a big zoom around, paddle the kayak in and um, and back in. They're still sitting out there waiting, but it's, it's car rod, mate. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, and I think as a whale sharker, you are you duty bound as a whale sharker just to be the biggest flog at the boat <laughs> ramp anyway. Oh man, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely a few there, mate. Puff the chest out and um, <laughs> reversing skills leave a little bit to be desired. But uh, half of them have got those little um, ribs and that, so they just drive in. I don't I don't care too much. I don't think they just drive in and bounce off boats and put on the trailer <laughs> and off they go. Yeah, I th- I honestly think and I. I shouldn't be saying it because it actually speaks highly of the of the whale shark fleet, but um, I think most of them are pretty good at the ramp, and they cop slack from the people that don't have any fucking idea because they come in, they just go boop, put it on the trailer, clip it, they're gone because they're doing gone, it every yeah. day, and then you got some fucking peanut that wants to winch on a nine meter fucking boat or something that won't you know waste five ton, and he's going click click. Click, click, and he's oh, yeah. got his 200 series fucking four wheels Young under. Young blood stickers all over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and you just, buddy, and then they start yelling at him, you cut me off. It's like, mate, they're fucking in and out before you turn the key. Like, fuck. Yeah, well, there was a, there was a good blue there during the holidays. Um, I don't know if the people listen to the podcast, but it's it definitely gets pretty heated there at times. There are There is talk of a, um, a new marina going in in the next three years, which will be – yeah, pretty right. good. Um, there's there's funding that's been allocated. There's been a few meetings, so they're they're pretty keen to get the ball rolling on that, which would be nice because um, I don't know who's got the contract with the sand, but they always they're pretty smart. They always put the sand on the southern side so it silts up. So it goes back. <laughs> they've always got a got a good job there. So someone's someone's making the making a bit of money yeah. on it. Well, I might t- lose out. I tell you what, like as good as it is that you know the boat ramp's better now. Back in the day when. It was proper shit and people had to drive <laughs> through the mud. Oh. That was pretty fucking good to watch. Some of the punch-ups, like, it, it was an everyday thing <laughs> then. So I, I can only imagine, mate. It's um, yeah. Maybe it is better to just leave it shit, you know? Don't make it too easy for everyone. Well, it's it's there's a bit of character there. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, the, it, it would certainly, if they put a little marina in or jetty similar to what Coral Bay's got, it might. Um, yeah, that boat ramp's pretty yeah, and it'll take the pressure off um, a few – like it, it'll take those 12 or 14 cars that come and do the whale shark and every day. It'll take them out yep. of that um, equation because people – you know, there won't be so many tenders coming because that's the other thing, everyone. You've got – I don't know, there's 20 people every day, 12 boats, so there's a fair few people that are all milling around that boat ramp and they're yeah. trying to get you – know, you got people. Yeah, you've got try, people who are trying to get onto the jetty and then people are trying to tender people out and it just it can get – pretty heated like you said it, it is good to see that they you know everyone's pretty patient there but uh, i definitely can see how things boil over pretty quick <laughs> yeah and i don't think it'd matter if yours if your tender wasn't moored you know you for people that don't know dane's fucking six foot something man yeah. mountain so i don't think too many people are going to tell him to fuck off at the boat ramp <laughs> nah, and just nah. go take as long as you want yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours yeah you're fine <laughs> Because uh, it's been a bit, um, there's on the southern side. There's you know, fuck people that won't put their cars in full drive, and they sit there and they just can't pull their boats out. And you, you, you can see just steam building. 
<laughs> from everywhere else. It's just mate. put your car put your car in low range before you get down there. This, you know, just make it easy for everyone. Make it easy for yourself so you don't look like a fool. And um, just those few little tips. You know, lock the hubs in if you got that if you're that way inclined. And I think most of the four Bs these days don't don't uh, need that. You just press the button and off you go. But yeah. Um, make it easy for yourself and um, that way, you, you know, you're not going to look like a fool there. It's pretty easy to look like a fool a lot yeah. of the time. Well, I can, I can tell you my best fuck up at that boat ramp was I, wasn't, I didn't even have a boat on. Uh, we're just loading up fuel for the on the tender, just fucking out for the boat. So, I don't know, like 12 jerrys. So I pulled into the car park before or in onto the ramp, uh, turned the car off because the handbrake didn't work, so I had to keep it in gear. Yeah. And fucking un- unloaded all the jerry cans, jump in the car, fucking batteries flat, but didn't charge. <laughs> so I had the car stuck there, had to get the next cunts coming in to put their boat in, and I'm like, oh, any chance you can give us a push up the boat ramp? Yeah. So yeah. They, they were pissed that I'd wasted 20 minutes of their life and asked them to push me up the ramp. Yeah, I, I had one of them moments, but I'll handball it off to me, mate, as the – Guilty party, but I may have stitched him up a fair bit. My old car was an old Navara. <laughs> yeah, I miss that car. I'd, I'd hit a cow, had no bull bar, hit a cow in it, was smashed up. No handbrake, same thing. It was like a three-litre, you know, and pulling my boat out, was, you have to have it in low range. It's a bit of a mission, you know, you sort of have to know what you're doing. Um, so me and my mate went up North Barrafish and we are at the Derby boat ramp, you know, um, 11 metre tides, biggest tides in Southern Hemisphere. Tie up, we'd been out barrow fishing, come back, and because this car was so unique, one of its little um, quirks was you start it and the alternator light would stay on, the battery light, because the exciter was half-rooted. So you had to rev it really high, that'd go off, and then your battery was charging. So I'm with me, mate. I did explain it to him, but there's a lot going on with that car. Like, don't fucking hop out of it. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just going to roll back in the piss, yada, yada, yada. So he goes up, gets the car. I'm waiting at the boat ramp with the boat and the tide's coming in because you can't, on low tide, you can't get to the ramp. There's so much water moving. Backs it down. I drive the boat on. He goes to drive off, stalls it. And because it's been running for so long and he hasn't excited the alternator, Battery's flat oh, with know. a 10-metre tide coming up our ass. <laughs> so it's like literally, you know, fucking seconds are fucking centimetres of water coming in. Yep. We're like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> there just happened to be another car driving past and we hooked on a rope and they pulled us oh. out before we lost the whole shooting match. Fuck. So, yeah, that was a fucking unique one. But yeah. lucky these days I've got a 200 series, so it's – well, not that boat, but my other boat, I can actually safely yeah, pull it it's, out. Yeah, it's boring because um, I, I used used to do a lot of the uh, retrieving in, in the car and fucking you had to be on it like at Tanders, just that on the low tide where the drop-off is and you're like, don't roll back. It's like, you got no fucking handbrake, man. <laughs> and you had to have it in low range. Yeah. Fucking whoop, 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 I can remember I'd always just have to have like a deep breath before I fucking started. Like, you can do this, squirrel. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to yell at you. Yeah, had to three foot it. Had a few times at the at the Tandabitty ramp, particularly where there'd be a bit of sand on it. And the only way you could get it to start going and get it out was I'd have to give both me um, outboards full noise on the trailer <laughs> and the cards start going. And then when the outboards were about to come out, the water quickly turned the keys off <laughs> to push out. So, yeah, she was definitely an adventure and 
most probably every second time we're at the ramp with that car, someone would ask. Yep. You, they'd give you the dumb look and say, you tow that with that thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good don't. old Navara, mate. She's, you couldn't kill it. No, well, she's still going, but yeah, it wasn't in a good way. You know, you get a headwind and we do about 50 k's an hour around <laughs> to the ramp. So, yeah, but the times are easier now. And you look at fucking what comes through this town on holidays now, every fucking four out of five cars are a 200 series and the fifth one's a Dodge or a Ram or something. So sure no is. excuses. Yeah, fewer them getting around. Ramp. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some money getting around. Even just the boats now, the boat ramp. Um, wow. There's some, yeah, there's a lot of boat porn getting around. There's, there's no doubt about that. There's yeah. A couple of you know, four by twos on wheels floating around, getting around these days, you know, the big Silverados and um, everything else that's around there. It's it's pretty impressive to see what what's uh, floating by us on a daily basis to go out and get amongst the fish that Exmouth is um is known for. Yeah. Um. So back back to the whale sharking. Yep. Like besides the spotted fish, what's what's the coolest thing you've seen? Uh last year got to go in. I nearly didn't, but I got to go and swim with the sunfish, Mola Mola. Oh fuck yeah! So that was sick. Um, we did like five. We were dropping doing like we would whale shark with a heap of different boats, and it just didn't matter. It was just Swimming along and eating jellyfish, um, and I was stuck on the boat and put the crew and put the decky in and everyone else, and they're all fizzing. And uh, it was my birthday that day, so it went downstairs. And it's I think it was lost on a few people because you know everyone's so drawn to the whale sharks about yeah. just how good it was. I come flying downstairs, shirt off, and scared a few people when that happened. Like <laughs> a skate gorilla, and. Um, Dropped an F-bomb on the, this is fucking epic. Like, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen one of these things. And we went flying off the deck. Next thing you know, everyone that was sort of umming and ah and is back on the marlin board getting in the water with me and I'm fizzing like, just going, this is fucking epic. And, yeah, you know, they, you can see then that it, it actually meant a bit. But even just, you know, we see so much cool stuff here. Um, you know, when the, the orcas are tagging up the, the humpy calves and, and just the humpbacks, they put on a good show. We have a southern right whales and uh, our pilot Tiff, she has an igloo aviation. She loves going out and hunting uh, blue whales. We've already seen a couple of them this year. Yeah. Um, obviously not allowed to swim with any of those things, but um, it's cool to go out and, and see them. And then you see, you know, your leopard sharks and uh, the girl's got a real good tiger shark swim the other day. And it, it is, it's it's pretty epic job. Uh it's certainly not a hard one and it's yep. definitely not hard. To, you know, you have a few tins you, like we did last night. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, you guys careful. just got to rot today but um, yeah. I was off to work and, you know, it's certainly not a job that you ever get sick of and you, you just never know what's going to happen out there because every day is so different. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely some cool stuff. It's funny, um, you know, everyone's um, here for the whale sharks. It's a lot one of probably our number one draw card but like you said, you know, like anything, when you see a lot of something, it, it um, they don't lose its magic. But it's funny you see something like a sunfish, and it just is that cool. And I would imagine people on the day that are only out there for one day don't see that that's as cool, if not cooler, yeah. than the whale shark itself. Hundred oh, percent. Like that's fifteen years of being on the water flat out, and that's the first one I've seen. Like we got real close to to get near one. Like I've. Surfed my whole life um, and travelled a lot through surfing and whatnot, and that's the first one I saw. I was absolutely fizzing. That was me. I was I couldn't wait to get home, getting King Brown. Yeah, I was absolutely <laughs> fizzing. That was <laughs> that was day done. I caught one once. Yeah, did you? Right, yeah, I caught one. Yep, and I let it go. Um, we're out ruby fishing up north of the Monte Bellows. Same day, I caught um, one of them deep water thresher sharks. 
Oh, that on, would have been epic. On the same day, yeah. The sunfish was pretty cool. He was, and I've seen another three I have, yeah. Yeah, right. And one of them I thought was a great white. He's come up next to the boat. You know, they got like a, their dorsal fin's like a metre high. Yeah. You yeah, see it, it coming, you're like, holy fuck, this is <laughs> yeah. going to be the biggest shark in the world. And then you're like looking for the tail bit and you're What's it? I've never. Every time I can't just go. Oh, it's a sunfish. I'm like, the fuck's going on here? And then, yeah. But that was cool. That that thresher was super cool as well. That that was really cool. I know a few guys that have caught them. My dad's caught another one, and um, I know a fair few guys. Guys doing the sword fishing lately catch them. They they swim with the swords. All the same sort of environment. But that's the only one I've personally caught, and that was like you're saying, swim with the sunfish. That's probably one of the coolest. Captures I can remember too, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been a one bit mind blowing. I've never never caught one myself, but different ground too, you know, that deeper water and. Yeah, I think if you keep trying for these blue eye thing or whatever may be out there, I think you'll um you'll catch one out there. That seems to be like I said, the sword fishing guys seem to get them a bit. We talked to Nagsy on the podcast about them, didn't we? And yep. He was maybe not as thrilled as us. We were probably, me and Squirrel, you're probably at the point where if you caught the, the thresher, it's better than catching the sword where Nags, he goes, oh, as cool as they are, you get them up and you think you're on a sword the whole time. You're like, ah, fuck, it's not a sword. <laughs> so, but like, no, it's, it, it it's really is, we are blessed uh, to, to use this part of the coast. Um, we, all, you know, we all use it for recreation, but I'm, I'm lucky enough to actually make a living. Yep. out of it so it's it's the, the cool stuff that we do see is um you definitely don't ever take it for granted that's for sure yeah well like the the orcas uh every year when they when you see them like just smashing the calves it's just yeah it's it oh, it it can be hard to see we're not allowed to be within a certain distance so you've got to keep your distance for away from them but um it, it's confronting but at the same time it's you know it's something you, you know i never get sick, sick of seeing it they're yep. just how Good they are at <laughs> at making uh, making these things, yeah, putting the hurt on them. Yeah, it's it's something to see. But you see, it's always a bit of humour. Oh, for me, it is anyway. But <laughs> you watch all these people; they're so excited about seeing the killers, and you're like, "Oh, here we go! They're going to make a kill here." And next thing you know, the, the calf's swimming along with a broken jaw because they've rammed it, and <laughs> it, everyone's going, "What's going on?" And, the, yeah. and then the mum's going nuts, and this calf's crying in the water, and then every, all of a sudden everyone's wigging out, crying on the boat. And you're like, "Well, we're just going to drive away. Here, guys. <laughs> yeah. let, let nature take its course." Yeah. Well, I was uh, telling you yesterday. I think um, my first year whale sharking, we found a, um, some killers with a dolphin. And um, it was a mother showing the calf how to hunt by grabbing the dolphin and then letting it go and it's pissing out blood, squealing, making that shrill dolphin noise like (laughs) (laughs) And the chicks on the the bow are just fucking screaming. And uh, I I remember we got a whale shark call from the pilot and the skipper's like, all right, sorry, guys, we got to go to the whale shark. And I was like, fuck. You know, you yeah. don't see this every day. That's exactly right. When they, when they do show up, they they are a draw card too because they they do look good. You know, we were talking about last night. The, we see those the big males with the huge dorsals and yep. that. It's a pretty impressive bit of gear. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty intimidating. I've had a, I've swam with them before. Had them swim up to me and the and when the big male come up, it is fucking pretty scary. It's like the old. I'm a big man, I ain't scared if something comes up and then it comes up and shit yourself. <laughs> but that's one thing I'm yet to see. I haven't actually seen them kill yet. I've seen them try 
and gets away. And then, you know, you guys are saying when you saw a whale shark and, you know, the, the punters and people are like, oh, no, they've it's killed it. We're on the opposite. I'm like, fuck, it just got away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that calf survived. When am I going to get one? That's yeah. I want the blood everywhere. The fucking, I wouldn't even mind seeing it get tossed in the air like you see them seal videos. Oh, That'd yeah. be wicked. Oh. I'd be loving that. It, it, it is pretty confronting. Like the oh, one that comes back is like they got this calf and they actually broke its jaw so it couldn't swim. So the thing's periodic in the water and there's blood everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, everyone's just losing their mind. And then all of a sudden everything's disappearing and it goes all quiet. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, then it's just a big slick in the water. Next thing you know, there's a bit of whale pops up and they've skinned it or they've done something to it. You know, they, oh, they, they, they are wicked. real mean bits of gear. Do you find when there is the kills, um, that the sharks show up pretty quick because that, that particular time where I seen the calf get away, there was tiger sharks there and that just swimming underneath. They could see them. Like yeah. They, yep. They'd sort of figured out that some shit was going to go down. We had a mum and calf. Must, the calf must have been sick or it had been injured by a possible predation, predation and I reckon there would have been 300 sharks when we were in it. I turned the boat off. The mum actually come to us and I was like, oh, God, here we go. And there were – no, I – Kid you not, there would have been three hundred sharks, and some of the sharks that were there were like hooers. They yeah. were monsters. <laughs> yeah, and yeah just right, to yeah. see that many sharks there, everyone's sort of wigging out a bit, and oh, you know we're going to get in the water. I said, oh, trust me, we can go a hundred, two, three hundred meters away, and they're, they're not going to leave this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this whale here. They found a better fate. Yeah, well, that's yeah. yeah, and that's 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 the other thing. You know, it can be pretty daunting out there. People um, that do come out, you know. Sometimes when we get them, we might be a couple of miles off the back. You're probably throwing people in 100 metres of water and yep. nice and, you know, it's blue and it's, it does take a little bit of courage for the average punter to jump off the boat and tr- trust that what we do is, you know, is the right thing to do. But the girls, like I said, mate, it's, it, driving the boat's easiest. The girls do the work and it's a very female-dominated industry too. Um, I pretty much just get told to do every day. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes there. Yeah. But um, – we just, yeah, they are very, very good at what they do. You know, they they heard essentially you're herding cats, and they they heard cats better than anyone in the water. There, you got complete up. Well, you got someone that's an amazing Olympic swimmer, and then someone that's got every pool noodle on the boat tied to them, and then a life jacket, and then one of those full face marks things that's fogging up. You, yeah, how the hell can you even see the whale shark? But yeah. they're, they're having the time of their life. So yeah, it's, yeah well, um, We had a, a paraplegic guy come and do it, and. Um, it was funny because he had like a helper or something, but I had to drop him in the water, and I was like, "What? Just drop him?" And they're like, <laughs> and he was French or something, so not a hundred percent on English. And they're like, "Yeah, just take him to the stairs, drop him." And I was I was like fifty kilos back then, like seventeen, so I was struggling a bit. And I get to the stairs at the warm up snorkel and just drop him. And I've never seen someone sink so quick, like straight to the <laughs> bottom. And I'm like full shirt and everything still on. I'm looking down like, holy fuck, like he's not coming up. And then like he did, he comes fucking straight up, one hand like keeping himself on, on the surface while spitting in his mask and cleaning that with the other. And then I, I was the spotter for his group. He was the only one that kept up with the whale shark the whole, the whole way there. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, like legs just floating behind him, just powering fucking on. powering. That's cool, eh? Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Yeah, we did uh, Jamin Hudson a couple of years ago and he, he was a proper quadriplegic so he couldn't use his arms, his legs. Yeah. It was the same thing, exactly like you, carrying him down the back, he had his 
dry suit that they sort of put a bit of air in and he got to do the humpbacks because we swim with the humpbacks as well and and whale shark and that was pretty special we do a lot of make a wish foundation stuff as well yeah okay um and that that's pretty special you know yeah you the, the kids that are um having a bit of a hard run or someone's you know been given that bad ticket that no one wants to get yeah um and that the, you know they're just trying to make the most of it and you, you can see how much it means to them but not also their families you know you, you sort of it's hard not to get get involved with it but um they're just out there fizzing as well and yeah you know, let the kids drive the boat on the inside and they're fizzing as well and yeah nice, nice. It's pretty. It is. It's a good job. Yep. We got a couple of lot of shit, but um, it's a good job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, yeah. There was a little bit of that going on <laughs> yeah, last night. Yeah. I think. Oh, I've been written off that hard in years. <laughs> <laughs> that it was probably just karma pushing me off the fucking scooter after that. <laughs> yeah. While I was oh, bored. watch it. Watching you come off was. Uh, it was definitely. Mildly amusing, I've oh. got to say that. But you, you did quite well. How you never t- took any bark off? I don't know. I was uh, a bit missing off his shoulder. Yeah, and shit. a little bit off me foot, but yeah, I, th- I think my shoulder stopped it, and I think I landed on my head enough. So <laughs> leave uh, with your head. Yeah, yeah, that was safe. I think. Uh, I think one year for because because you, you get a few different celebrities coming for whale sharking still, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, not on my boat. Nah. Um, we're, not, we're not cool enough for that. But uh, I think uh, Borat was here last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I seen his stand-up show when he was in Perth. Oh, yeah, right. So it probably yeah. would have been around that time. Yep. Um, and then we had, I don't know, the Duchess of some royal family. Someone that's important that I don't know about. Yeah. Uh, and then, if it, you know, you get footy players, um, professional surfers. Uh, uh, it, it, it is. It's really, you know, it would be pretty epic if you booked on and you – Next thing you know, you've got like a Cameron Smith or a Kelly Slater or yep. someone on the boat with you. And you didn't know it was going to happen, but they're just yeah. just fizzing out just as much as as you guys. Yeah, well, we we had one year where one of the boats uh, had Jennifer Hawkins, Miss Universe, and then like uh, so I drove in. She's on one area, and we ours was a we had the oldest lady to swim with a whale shark. She was ninety nine. Jesus. So different spectrums. Fuck, that That was actually funny because she was just drugged up the whole time, just off her tiny little face, <laughs> like not making any sense, couldn't couldn't talk properly. Jennifer Hawkins or the other, the other one? <laughs> 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 the, the, the old duck. Oh, yeah. But um, they were doing it for some record. Like it, it wasn't Guinness, but there was someone there for, for that shit that teed it all up. And um, similar thing, I was supposed to help her off the stairs. They had a in a – Life jacket, pool noodles, fucking just floating to fuck. <laughs> and I was supposed to help her down off the steps uh, and then the Japanese dive master was going to take her to the whale shark. And I get her down one set of steps and for the first time all day she fucking made sense and like looked at me and went, I don't want to go. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, I don't want to go. And so I turn around and her grand son-in-law however the fuck that works like <laughs> fucking uh i go mate she doesn't want to go and he goes push her <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'm not fucking pushing her and so he steps in pushes her into the water and fucking the japanese dive master grabs her takes her to the whale shark like no idea what <laughs> she, she gets back back to the boat everyone's like oh did did you say it? And she goes back to just da, 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 da. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, she did. She loved it." So, 
that I don't know if that record still stands, but there's there's a fucking question mark on that one. Yeah. I reckon. It's got an asterisk next. Yeah, to it. yeah, it's a bit Lance Armstrong fucking Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> it's just missing from the record book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. So, um, any any big bucket list fish to catch or things to say? Uh oh, geez, not really. It's um, I've. I've been lucky enough that I've done it for work and I used to probably take more pleasure in watching people pull a big red over the side or a big gold band or, you know, have a really good, you know, because when, when the fish are on, it's it, it used to be hard work on the charter boat. Yep. Um, but just seeing how much enjoyment that fishing does bring to people, you know, yep. it's there's a reason why it is a huge a huge industry. Um, so I was lucky enough to, to do that. But, yeah, not, not for me. I guess it'd be nice to be on the boat when Lee – Gets his grander because I reckon we'd be drunk for a week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But even even just like we were lucky enough to come second to um to Josh in the in the sailfish comps, and that that's just fishing those comps and being able to you know go out with your mates and, and yep. just sharing what's going on and be a part of it. It's um the fishing comp, especially up here, that you know that Gay Fishing Club do such a good job at it, and the people that really get behind it. It's um it's been quite an opening, and I really enjoy doing it now. I, I never thought I would. Yep. I hated fishing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> With passion. Yeah. <laughs> Boats have cost me a couple of relationships and everything else because, you know, you, you get, you've got to put yourself forward and Bushy was a slave driver so um, we were always always off doing other things and I just – I'd prefer to be surfing than, than fishing. Than so, fishing, But yeah. now I'm actually got to that oh, – I guess that flip side where I, I actually enjoy my time out there with, with the Mitchells and um, – I've started to enjoy a bit of summertime fishing on Olympia and it's – it's. I guess you just take it – I was taking it for granted now I don't and I really enjoy it. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Um, are we going to talk about what we're planning on? Let's doing? do it. What we're plan- What we're going to do. What we're going to do. Yeah. So we're chasing the unicorn. We are chasing the unicorn that doesn't have a horn. Yep. Which is the short-bill spearfish. So yep. weather looks pretty good the next couple of days. Yep. Tomorrow and the next day, definitely not so much tomorrow, but the next day looks phenomenally good. Yep. And, um, yeah, we're going to go out wide, you know, two and a half, three thousand metres, you know, 50, 60, 70 miles straight out off the coast. Yep. And um, try and catch one. We know that the only one that, that I'm confident that has been recreationally hooked or caught here was Nate in the middle of winter a few years back. Yep. And, um, you know, water's still pretty warm from what I'm hearing. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's cooking uh, around that side. Yeah, we do know that um, short-bill spearfish love super deep offshore areas and the colder side of a tropical climate. So like Hawaii in that, they're there in their winter per se. So, yep. yeah, you you rang me up and said, should we go chase a short-bill spearfish? And yeah. You said let's get drunk for two days first and then yeah. sort it out. Yeah, well, laying on the couch after spilling my guts up today <laughs> probably <laughs> didn't help only to find out that um, the boys from Peak Sports Fishing caught seven black marlin yesterday. Yeah. And looks like they might do similar today and I was sitting around licking my wounds probably. Yeah, a bit of a feeling sorry have, for yourself. Yeah, have a good look in the mirror. Don't drink vodka again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really a good look, but what do you think? You reckon we got any chance of success of hooking one of these things, or what? I'm excited to to chase it. I mean, it's just a very new thing. I, I don't I don't think we can know what to expect, which is kind of cool as well. But uh, there'll be fish, it's just whether whether we find a short bill or not. 
Well, that's right. You know, we might might encounter a bit of shit byproduct like blue marlin or something. Yeah, so yeah just a we'll shitty blue marlin. <laughs> but yeah. um, and then you know, I think we're already determined that if we uh, if we can get onto one ever, if it's possible, that we'd probably kill it to eliminate doubt. Yep. Tied to the bull bar and paraded around town for a week. Yep. <laughs> and then um, what do we do from there? That's the next question. Do we eat it? Or do we do we turn it into another trophy on the wall? Yeah, well, that's that's the interesting one because it's it's supposedly a really good eating fish. Mm. Um, so you got that part of it, but uh, a trophy would be that that would be one of the better trophies for people that know what it is. If yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah, you're okay. not you're not walking past someone's short bill spearfish and not not talking to them about it. No, especially out of the Indian Ocean, you know, like um, the East Coast, they catch a couple. I, I realise the commercial longliners catch a couple. You know, Hawaii is the home of the short bill spearfish guys that are chasing their fantasy slams and whatnot. Go to Hawaii to catch short bill spearfish. Yep. So over there, it's probably not as prestigious, but to pull one out of the Indian Ocean would be, be pretty special. Yep. Maybe if you, like, get one of them – Prints from that um, salty bones. So they're, they're my favourite prints. You know, you could do where you fill it one side yeah. <laughs> and keep the rest whole, so we could do a print, and then we could have a bit of both worlds, best yep. of both worlds. You know, It'd be pretty elite company, wouldn't I? Wouldn't imagine too many would have even been caught. Well, that's the or have they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, that's the thing. So it's um, squarely loves it because it's half controversial and he loves to stir shit amongst people. <laughs> oh, mate. But there's a, so a good. there's a bit of a following of the old guard that they believe the, of game fishing expert. There's a few that believe that um, they used to catch short bill spearfish in the Gulf and um, they used to catch a few of them. I think, and a lot of and even a lot of them now sort of admit that they were probably juvenile black marlin. They look a lot different. They have a full-length dorsal, like a mini sail type thing. Their bills can be shorter where, you know, but there's still a few that believe that they're hell-bent they were catching short bill spearfish inside the Gulf. Yeah. But from what we know about the species now is, you know, they are generally a super deep-dwelling yeah, fish, you know, like yeah. even a lot of our 800 metre, 1,000 metre blue marlin ground is probably too inshore for them. They're Jesus. more of the, they're more that genuine oceanic. Yeah, so, someone got one a couple of years ago out of the Perth or the trench out behind Rotnest. Yeah, that's um, correct. So besides that, I think Nate's one and that one. Yeah, and there's commercial um, – Longlining records from when they used to longline a lot more, and there's still one operating longliner in Western Australia. Yep. Um, and they do catch them. There's actual records of them catching them. So, you know, they do exist in the Indian Ocean. It's just that I don't think that anyone really targets them. Like you said, the back of Rottnest Trench is probably better for it, where because in Exmouth we're so spoiled with deep water close to the coast, we don't generally go that really far out. So, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a long way to go to catch the same fish or potentially nothing. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll fucking find out, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't know until you go. That's, That's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it keeps us away from the pub. So, there's a win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the RSL now. Yeah. Got to remember, old man Shit drinking like club now, like last night. 
Yeah. I think we've missed the big issue as well. Oh, yeah. um, me and Dane won a bit of meat out of the meat raffle last night. Oh, what did you do? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I, I don't remember. Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did win. You were telling us how good you were last night. Was I? Yeah, full of piss and wind, mate. But, uh, <laughs> didn't see too much, too much getting pulled out of the, uh, the old meat raffle there. Nah, fucking there you go. Oh, well, we'll get them next time. <laughs> yeah, so what, what else is coming up? Have you got any game fishing comps or uh, I think, think you're talking about heading east? Yeah, season? I want to go. I really want to go east now the border's open. And I want to go Murray Cod fishing. Yep. That's what I want to do. I want to do the winter, big surface, big Murray Cod. You know, I want to catch a metre, one of them. Yep. My son's keen to come with me, uh, so that'll be really cool. Um. Other thing is Marcus Longhurst, who I fished with a bits, invited me to potentially go up and fish the broom. Bill fishing competition, they've got a sailfish comp up there that I fished last year with him, and it is fucking awesome. There's heaps of boats. I think there was like 300 people entered in it. Yep. There is like bulk fish, so it's not, you know, bill fishing tournaments to some people can be typically boring when you're only seeing one or no fish a day. Yep. Where, you know, we caught 13 in on the last day, I think. You know, there was a boat that caught 22 for a day. Yeah, shit. And there's black marlin mixed in with them as well. And it's, um, you can't live bait up there. It's dead bait and lures only. Yeah, okay. So it's, um, it's pretty cool. Even the, the day, the two days before the three day comp, we only got three or four fish each day. And then we figured it out a bit better on the last day. You know, like um, like all of these comps, you, it's not that easy to just roll on into town and think you're going to win something. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like a meat raffle, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like tough to win. The locals up there are very fierce. They um, fish a bit differently. A lot of um, a lot of like strip dredges being run when you watch the boats, and um, and massively long daisy chains. Like I'm talking. Fucking twenty squids on them. They're huge. Yeah, I okay. Yeah, they run these massive ones. They fuck. It's when you first see them, you're like, look at this fucking. <laughs> you're like, what's going on here? They're on trailer boats. Like, how the fuck do you clear that? Yeah. And then the radio lights up. Oh, they got another one. They got another one. They got another one. <laughs> Quick, start clipping daisy chains together. Yeah. Yeah, radio. Oh, that's cool. Um, anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Oh, thanks for having that's me. It. Appreciate it. No, this has been good. Cheers. Thanks for chumming up. Uh, yeah, catch us next time. All right. Oh, my God. What the fuck is happening right now? Dolphin in the killer whale's mouth. Holy shit. Oh, this is a bit terrible. I've got it. What? I'd like going down the farm and chasing bluegills. Dummy cats.